Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Working Class Bowhunter podcast starts in 3, 2, 1. I think I left about 4 No one honestly really cares. Steve's calling me while I'm holding <laughs> getting ready for this deer to stand up. So. Glad you took this deer out. He doesn't even drive American. <laughs> See, that deer's what's exactly what's wrong with this country, right? He doesn't even support local American-made deer-compatible vehicles. <laughs> that one that one arrow cost me $33,000. And what happened just... Just aiming too long and just moved a little bit and I was like oh no it fired you know crap I knew as soon as it left it was just a little high but he came right out in the field made a scrape right in the cornfield started grunting walked 30 yards made another scrape you're listening to the working class bow hunter that's right this is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket the working man just like me and you my name's Travis T-Bone Turner from the Bone Collector thank, thank you, you for, for tuning, tuning in, in. Episode number 122 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast, right here in beautiful Sherrard, Illinois, 1600 Buckslayer Place. We're in the Bucketorium. I'm a little under the weather. We're on Facebook Live, so you guys might witness me throwing up again. I know Ross did, mm. and uh, yeah, that's a, that's how he uh, that's how he showed up here. I've never seen you as sick as you are. Like normally, I'm just like, yeah, you're sick because you ate like shit all day. And uh, but no, you. I think you really are sick. And, I've never uh, seen. I've never seen him like this before. Oh yeah, it's bad. I don't. Yeah. I, Typically, you're at this point after about six TV dinners and like mm-hmm. a whole case of bush lattes. <laughs> yeah. As, as soon as I, uh, <laughs> I got over here and me and Kurt were talking. I go, Kurt, I either got to go number two or go puke. <clears throat> and he's like, All right, just go puke behind the garage. Don't puke in my house. I'm like, All right. So that as we were saying, Ross pulled up in his truck. Ross Biggers here again. Welcome back. Thank you. So, Thanks. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so you're pulling in to my driveway while Steve's puking in the alley, and you're on the phone with Clark. I was on the phone with Clark, and I uh, I seen Steve <laughs> walk by, and I swore he waved at me. And I'm like, hey, I'm just get wrapping up this conversation here and talking to Clark, and we was talking about swapping the drone back and forth and uh, getting some stuff done. And he said, 
or I could, I, I mean, he was trying to talk to me. I started hearing something. I'm like, what is that? I swear, was that a, is that a dog barking? Or that, nope. Figured out it was Steven <laughs> over there behind the vehicle just making all kinds of racket. He, oh, yeah. Oh, so finally, good. after like five minutes of this going on, I got off the phone with Clark. And I opened the door. <laughs> and I said, Steve-O, what the hell? Are you okay? He said, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I feel great. I said, no. Are you sick? What's up? <laughs> Don't come near me. Yeah, I, I, you know, and I, I have no <laughs> idea what it was. But, like, yeah, as soon as I puked, it felt just like so much better. Well, yeah. I think you're hitting a slump again. So this will be fun. So Steve might puke live on Facebook and uh, live on the podcast, which will be probably a great time except for to my house. But yeah, um, and or quiet <laughs> long enough for us to get a word in. Yeah, we can talk hunts for once. Yeah. yeah, this could yeah. be the yeah. best podcast be ever. <laughs> Man, you know, and you know, we really couldn't do uh, do this podcast without our lovely, wonderful, awesome partners over at HHA Sports. That's right, Scott Bakken. Big Scott, shout out to him. Love that guy. Uh, hashtag single pin nation hashtag HHA nation um, those guys are awesome man uh, listen to a couple podcasts we did um, there should be another one next week yes talking about <laughs> possibly new stuff possibly some news something that they're doing I don't know maybe you should just listen mm-hmm. um, but that's all we'll say about that so big shout out to those guys lifetime warranty great single pin sites check them out also scent crusher they have taken <laughs> taken the hunting world Take by storm it um dan drake great guy um he's the big dog behind uh scent crusher great products from the bag to the ozone go to the closet um it's really changed the way we've done scent control honestly um but yeah big shout out to him um also smith's custom meats and deer processing see i'm doing all this because steve is 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 quiet i'm it feels weird you're doing good kind of like it it, boy but uh scott smith andrew smith i think he's watching um thanks for everything you guys do they're big supporters of the podcast we take all our deer there from meatloaf to jerky to venison jalapeno and cheese broth ross gets to try the meatloafs i brought him an italian and a regular i'm nervous to try it i uh <laughs> coming from you i don't know hey man hey, uh, it, <laughs> it's good stuff it really yeah, is I, awesome. I, I, I took a bite out of them like five minutes before i went and puked so right no, that's I what I, that's what i'm worried about <laughs> no they're uh, they're whole it's uh, so good awesome. um so we might, unless you got a vet shout out, Steve, I don't know if you're prepared. See, I'm calling him out on the podcast for once. This is great. I do. Have you're, a, you're loving it. I'm right? going to have a real conversation with it. Ross this episode. I'm I did, more excited you know about what, that. I do have a, I had a vet shout out and it's, uh, I didn't write it down. It's on my phone. Um, and our phone's being used for the, uh, Facebook live, but, uh, we'll get that next time. So we're going to give the dark horse lodge uh, a shout out. Cause those guys are awesome, you know? And, oh yeah. It, you know what what their whole mission is it's going to be a peaceful retreat for combat vets um you know they could uh, use some donations go to darkhorselodge.org find them on facebook um i don't think they're on instagram but i'll, I'll double check but yeah check them out um you can donate you can just send them money get in contact with them figure that out or if you're going to go to amazon go to smile.amazon.com select dark horse lodge and then whatever you buy a portion of those proceeds go to um go to the dark horse lodge so it's not gonna cost you anything for sure um scott clark just uh commented longbow dan uh for the vet shout out i followed that guy on facebook um good stuff so thanks for that shout out scott no longbow dan there you go ross bigger from respect the game elites respect the game how has your season gone i mean we can 
we, we let's catch up from last time. Yep. Last time we talked, you killed a nice deer in North Dakota, South Dakota, South Dakota. Yep. One oh, of the Dakotas. Yeah, one of those Dakotas. Over so there. way to start off 2016 season. Yep. And kind of give us a rundown from there, man. What have we missed out on? And oh man, we. Uh, so yeah, I felt pretty solid coming back to Illinois, going into the season right at the beginning of October. I uh, had some hit listers. Thought, boy, this could this could really uh, turn into something something good this year. Looking forward to it. Um, we didn't we didn't uh, we weren't doing near as good as we wanted to right off the bat. I thought we had some some good opportunity or good weather to get to get out there and get something shot uh early season and nothing nothing was uh just seemed like tons of does i mean we had lots of action there but mm-hmm. um it started slowing down and then you get into the middle of october so we had no opportunities to shoot at anything early other than does and i didn't shoot at any of them um just seemed kind of slow so i kind of stayed back for a little while middle of october rolled around and i backed out and just started working and i got all my work pretty well done by the end of uh the end of october and seeing guys starting to knock them down all over right. facebook yeah. i thought geez i gotta get out the timber <laughs> and uh finally got out there i i went straight to go uh, film for clark that was his vacation time so I went oh, and film. Right. Yep, I went and filmed for Clark. And uh, first day, it was November first. I, I uh, was hunting with him, and we seen. How many do we see? Geez, there's a ton of deer. I think there was seven or eight different bucks cruised through, and about ten thirty, he ended up getting his shot. So he shot a nice one, real, real yeah. good deer. Yeah, he killed a stud. And uh, so then we, we went out the next day and we did a bunch of we did the recovery um and and had a really good time there and then i went back started hunting again and we hunted hard through the rut thinking it's got to happen something's, time to yeah hunt, yeah right? so and i ended up having some of my hit listers uh got shot and around from the neighbors oh man uh, i was here and how many i mean do you know exactly two or? two that i know of uh and then the other ones that were there i thought they would be there just have never showed up i don't know where they went what they're doing but i right. just boy this year i was really riding the struggle bus thinking i, I mean i i really had to keep my keep my <laughs> spirits high as i could because every time i turn around and think man it's got to happen today we get skunked like get skunked on november 10th not see a deer move right thinking which should not happen what is happening here you know i remember getting snapchats from you like grinding it out grinding it out like almost every day and then the weather got cold and it just it kept going but i was expecting after after clark killed his i'm like ross will be up any day yeah like never fails you already were having a good season you start with the high and then i'm like it's i'm waiting for that post on facebook or that text message like hey i got a big in you right. know i was thinking the same thing i thought boy i get my get my facebook post ready here and uh jeez oh, yeah. save I, it as a draft baby all i gotta do is add the photo yep. yeah yeah no i <laughs> but no i i was hoping for it and it never did never did come together so uh grounded out just hunted hard i mean day in and day out we were sitting midday like i've talked before yep we're all of them morning night what's the trail cameras doing what mm-hmm. i mean I, I anyways um didn't happen so out of all the 
encounters we had small bucks you know little does everything no not one encounter with one shooter deer the whole season isn't it weird how you can have them on trail camera you can see them out moving when you're not in the stand the neighbors are killing them everyone on facebook's killing them it's it's like it's gonna happen any day and it just never does or you just don't see what you think you should be seeing and it's like what the hell is going on yeah you know and you're just it's just the way it is that's my whole season right now yeah that is true but it happens you never know well, the way we sit there, <laughs> we've sit there in a blind just, uh, I don't know, for the last three weeks, four weeks, just straight sitting in a blind. Through brutal day. cold. Me, me and uh, my buddy Austin Chandler, I'll give him a shout out. He's stuck with me the whole time filming. And uh, we'd sit there and I'd, I'd get down and think, man, dude, I don't even think I want to hunt tomorrow. Let's just take the day off. I'm burnt out. And he's like, you know, you, we're going to get back out here and we're going to keep right on hunting. And then he'd get down, and then I'd tell him, dude, we're hunting tomorrow. I mean, it's happening. Right. And that's how we went back and forth. And every time that we sit there and do the math and think we can outsmart these deer and put ourselves in front of a big one, nothing. And and we'd look at each other, and he goes, he says it all the time. He's like, hell, I don't know. I can't figure the damn things out. (laughs) I mean, you never really can, though. I mean, you people that... You watch the juries and your guys' show and whoever else that is patterning deer and getting on these big monsters. And it's like, you can figure them out. Well, you think you have them figured out. Yep. Sometimes you might, but most times you don't really. And I always talk about this. Like, it can literally do uh, animals, wild animals, deer, big bucks. They can do whatever the hell they want to. Yep. That's you know? any, any, any animal. Any animal, wild animal. Right. It can go wherever the hell it wants. Yep. And it doesn't have to walk by you. And it can wait until dark and yeah it's like so. you think you have all, all the answers but they changed the question yeah r.i.p <laughs> uh, r.i.p rowdy piper man <laughs> i think steve's coming back Uh-oh. oh Ross, we got to get this podcast yeah. over with. <laughs> yeah oh uh, no I'm, i might be uh, i might be uh exiting the uh the room here in a couple minutes oh don't knock uh, the live yeah. feed over buddy we wouldn't uh, want that to happen yeah, oh don't worry i'm not gonna be moving that fast um but uh so we stuck after it and after after these day in and day out hunting, uh, freezing to death, not seeing anything like windshield negative fifteen days. Is yeah, like the last and, three and, weeks. and we're and we're running trail cameras like crazy. So I'm and I'm scared to death to go in. And so I only want to go in and hunt that spot just to pull that camera to see what's going on. Mm, so right. you know you got and I'm running twenty uh, some cameras. So all these different spots, food plots, little little spots here and there. I wanted to get to so bad. Mm-hmm. Finally, I just got to the point where I just thought, you know what, midday, I'm getting in the ranger and I'm going to pull every last one of them. And I don't care if I blow something out. So I started pulling them that way. And we had two different cameras producing two bucks out right. of all that. So I thought, dang, we got to get twenty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, no hit listers showing up. These are different deer. One of them, I guess I should say, the one I ended up killing, is mm-hmm. is one that I shot and missed last year, and he was three, and I thought he was four last year, so I flung an arrow at him, and I missed him by 16 miles, I think. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> Over? Oh, over and behind by a lot. Anyways, give him one heck of a warning shot. Right. And he run off, and I got a good video of that. And I thought, I thought, man, I got to shoot that deer this year and, uh, figured out he was three, never found his sheds. I don't know where he goes to drop his sheds, but we walked every inch of that place looking for him. Um, but 
So we went out there. Uh, we he, I got a couple pictures of him, but they were night pictures, and I thought, well, at least I know where he's at. Mm-hmm. And that was okay. I'll, I fast forward a little bit too far. Twenty cameras running, and they're spread across maybe three and a half miles. And really? so three miles, I'd say three three miles, and which it may be less than that if you think about it. But anyways, it's a long ways, mm-hmm. and. So I pulled one camera on the very far end of the farm, and I had a picture of him. And then I, going through all the cards, I thought, well, now we got we got him kind of pinpointed where he's hanging out. Right. Going through all the cards, matter of fact, he was on the opposite end of the farm. <laughs> there, no kidding. The next day. At night, still, or it was a day shot, but it, it was like the night before in the dark, and then the next day like 10 o'clock right. I got a picture of him rolling through so he just all over the place and and I thought he just couldn't make up his mind could he? oh yeah, man he so I, you know I just figure this is really the only shooter that I know of that I'm actually getting pictures of right and I can't pinpoint where he's hanging out or even where his travel patterns or where he's moving through there's no bottlenecks I can't even I, I'm, right. I'm shooting in the dark right now mm-hmm. and anyways this deer finally showed up uh where'd he show up he showed up on a food plot it was a standing bean plot so where is about this? halfway okay. in, in between so he's, okay. he's in the middle now and i thought man okay so he they're pounding the beans and and i say they because there was 30 or 30 other deer with him in the picture covering this whole food plot i thought oh really holy cow they're starting to hit the beans really hard and and the bean the bean plot it wasn't my bean plot it was the field that's being farmed by the farmer and uh there's the grass grew up so thick in the beans that they couldn't combine them i guess i mean they really? just they pull they just cut around them <laughs> and no kidding i seen this the day after and they didn't combine those beans and I took my redneck tower blind and loaded it on the trailer and flew it out there and oh, stuck no it in the ground oh, yeah. and got it. I'm 10 foot up in the air in a redneck and just uh, anchored it down and rolled out of there. So, and then stuck a camera on it. So this camera that I'm talking about that's getting these pictures was sitting basically looking at grass, but there's beans there somewhere mm-hmm. if you look right and uh, <laughs> it's basically CRP and just basically yelling. CRP with some beans mixed in, but. Anyway. It's, a, it's a deer salad bar over there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when you said, not to cut your story short, yeah, but I'm yeah. just curious when you said, you know, there's 30 other deer with this buck that's hitting mm-hmm. this, this bean field, were they, are they does? Or are they, is yeah, there more mature bucks? It was bucks 90% in there? does. Really? Uh, a couple of small bucks, and that's it. And then he, uh, so he showed up in that picture, and I thought, okay, so he's, I got him in the middle now. That's right. finally, I got a picture of him in the middle. And I started, uh, getting a plan together thinking boy we got to set up we'll get in that redneck obviously and let's hunt this deer so right. we sat in there the wind was blowing the first day we got in there after we got this picture it was like 25 mile an hour wind cold <laughs> raining but i'll tell you what i think always, you're in that blind i've always yeah. <laughs> thought i was pretty tough hunter and i'd sit there and endure all that weather and and rain and and cold and all that and we sat in that redneck blind and i'll tell you what i've I became a Sally pretty quick. I'm like, geez, you this is even... nice. And yeah. uh, so, you know, the wind isn't on, blowing on us, and we thought we'd just sit there. And it's a pretty good lookout point. You can see a long ways on both sides of you. Right, so right. 
anyways uh lots of deer came out but they were on a dead sprint in that in that really high wind oh right they they're come, on death comp five they, alert all we the time. could watch them we watched them come straight to the timber edge and they'd all just like 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 a football team on the line oh, they'd yeah. all stand side by side <laughs> and somebody say go and they'd all take off sprinting across the field really? run out run out to the middle and stop and look all around like they were being chased i mean it I figure the high wind, they're just jumpy. You know so, what's look, funny about high wind and deer and me doing this, I'm we're all go we're all magneting back to the story after these little like inputs here, but like they're always on like we'll think something's always trying to kill them. Uh, so, usually always. Yep. Yeah. And so they're always they're skittish in general. But when you add that wind, everything in the woods is moving. Yep. And I don't know, I don't really like to hunt in high wind if if I I'll do it if I have to. Like in your situation, man, you grind it out, you have you know, you had it put together. Go out there and do it. Right. Um, but yeah, just everything's always trying to kill them. You can't. I can't blame them. Right. And we, we used to hunt a ground uh, property in Fulton County that had this real deep ravine. It was mm-hmm. almost like a massive washout. And deer, when it was like windy, is like that. We'd sneak through there real slow and quiet, and you'd always find deer in there bedded. Huh. And it was oh just yeah. Next to cedars and stuff like that. They're they, gonna get out of the wind as soon as possible. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. These deer imagine. were hungry. They were willing to get up and walk through that wind because it was so brutally cold. And I think they knew, you know, I have, I have a, uh, a corn plot. I call it a corn plot. It was like a three-acre food plot. Mm-hmm. And uh, just basically it had, a lot of, it had a lot of ears of corn that were left over from, from combining it out. Um, but anyways, they, it hadn't been touched as far as I could tell from all the deer. And right. the cameras that were there, turkeys were hitting it, but no deer. And we had standing beans, and we got an awesome corn plot sitting there that I could walk through and see ears of corn laying on the ground. Deer didn't even didn't even bat an eye at it. They were one of those beans when it got nasty cold. They wanted the beans over the corn, and they have yet when it warmed up just a little bit, they started nibbling on that corn. But they wanted they they've picked every bean clean out of that. What is it about the beans? I don't know. Are... Late season, if you got a bean standing still, yep. they're on it like magnet. Somebody, I thought I was reading something about because of like how they can process the beans. It's like it's better for them to eat it when they're cold. It's like a protein. Yeah, it's like a higher protein or whatever. And it's easier for them to digest. It's, or it, just... or it's something like it's I think better it's higher for protein. Me. But that's what's so weird that like deer just know that. Well, they say when the cold they you crave know? the protein. It's just like if you need if you want salt or if your body needs salt, you crave salt. I, I imagine something of the same sort. Hey, a couple comments came in on Facebook Live. Scott Clark, I disagree on the wind comment. Kansas bucks live in that wind. That's true. That's a very good point because there ain't no um, hills there. It's all flat. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and even South Dakota, we had we had thirty mile an hour winds every day. Unless you got down over a hill, they're just blowing. I mean, the whole time. I guess it all depends on. But those where deer, they live, those deer are used to that. They're adaptable. They're, yeah, right. yep, that's true. Yep. You know, it. Uh, you put a, you take an Illinois buck that can dive in some timber. Yep. You know, and put him in Kansas, he's gonna be running circles, freaking out. Uh, maybe yeah. not. Maybe not. They're yep. adaptable. But he's I don't gonna know. act yep. different for a while. He might be a little freaked out. Yeah. Uh, no, I guess I. That day, I mean, I. You know, I haven't hunted in in strong winds around here, Illinois. Uh, the first time I've hunted in strong winds and tried to get it done was in South Dakota, mm-hmm. and uh, Did that's that a whole other ball game. You that... can't you can't shoot a bow when it's thirty mile an hour winds. Right. And no. we got down over a hill, and it's like the wind wasn't blowing at all. 
so and it's all over the top of you and right but but hunting around here i hadn't done much of that until we sat in that blind well it kills and, your motivation too really you're like nothing's gonna move in this right um i gotta add one more comment in here this is funny um casey lehman crown royal is this the upper class bow hunter podcast now oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> people were commenting on the crown royal earlier i'll just Ross move that out of the way and take that out of the hey you might as well turn that baby around we might get an endorsement or something yeah, going on here yeah. a sponsorship that'd be good there you go turn that one just like yeah, yeah, just did right. you uh, did you save the bag i need something to put my change in yeah the yeah yeah <laughs> the bag's in the truck there you go okay so back to they're on the beans they're, yep. they're on the beans they're uh yeah, they're hitting the beans and uh, does, little bucks, everything coming out. So we we sat there in that windy day. We came the next night, seen small bucks, seen a, a couple, two really nice three to four year olds. We couldn't tell between the two tight rack bucks, but they were they were nice. I mean, right. growers that will look good for next year, tall, and uh, they every we, we had five bucks in that field that night and every one of them worked within 50 yards of us and and because it's two different spots it literally was in two different spots these deer came out and they came out like 15 or 20 and 15 or 20 and they just swapped back and forth up and down like this little strip Mm -hmm. which is what was there and like i said within 50 yards these deer all went past us so we thought, well, at least we're in a good spot here, but we got to get it done. Mm, this was on a Saturday. Sunday, I had an early family Christmas at my wife's parents' house. We went, and we got a cell camera. We got a covert cell camera, and I'm going to talk about that here in just a minute. Okay. Because I, that, that's like the heartbeat of my deer hunting from now on. Okay, I want to, I do want to hear. I think there's a lot of people that always have questions with those, and I get a lot of texts like, hey, man, you ever use cellular, cellular uh-huh. trail cams? I'm like, eh. So we, so I, was, I was at the family Christmas, and uh, Austin sent me a picture of the deer. I call him the Flyer Two Buck, mm-hmm. the deer that I'm after, uh, standing right in front of the camera, which put which puts him at 40 yards in front of this blind <laughs> because I can see the blind <laughs> in, in the, the background. In the background. Like <laughs> we aim this camera at the blind, so I know how what the yardage is, yeah. and he, right. you know, he's standing there 40 yards from the blind quartered away looking at the camera like it's perfect three o'clock in the afternoon broad daylight and it was that nasty really cold day i mean it was a it was a bad one brutal and Mm. and uh so he sent that to me and it was at three o'clock and i had been you know really high spirits the whole day not even thinking about it and then until i got that picture and i about flipped out and just just mad because i should have been there hunting and Mm -hmm. anyway right Shoulda, woulda, coulda. I put, I put all that aside. I thought, you know, this is this is it. This, you know, it's family Christmas. This has just got to happen. And <laughs> I, I, I uh, just have to be here. So after we got home, got the kids to bed, I called Austin. I said, "Listen, <laughs> what is the plan for tomorrow?" He goes, "Well, I figure we better be in there by noon." I said, "You're right." So we worked in the morning. By 10:30, I was headed home, getting all the cameras, everything ready. Thought today's the day, and I texted my Bill, my buddy Bill Buckingham and uh from michigan uh respect the game guy and i said i think today's killing day so then he called me and he wanted to know the scoop and i gave him the rundown on it and i told him i said i think we're gonna i think we're gonna get him get him today and 
he uh he's like man it sounds like you got a plan and i yeah i mean the plan was just sitting that nice redneck and hope he comes out right? nice little heater in there for you oh yeah so yeah. sitting in that blind are you sitting in there going okay they got couple hours he's gonna show up are you like are you knowing this you're gonna show up or are you just kind of like i'm i'm sitting hoping? there thinking we are 90 percent sure this deer is gonna show up today thinking i mean we've had pictures of him here he was here yesterday he's hungry he knows where the beans are this has got to happen uh so at noon we climbed in the stand like 10 till noon at 1205 six really nice does walked out big ones and thought Ooh, I don't know how we got in here, but we did. We just walked across, and we had to walk across like a 300-yard walk in the wide open to get to this spot. It, yeah. it, it sucks as far as setup, but um, we get in there. These does come out, and then for some reason, they cleared the field just as fast as they could go. And then a whole bunch of turkeys came out, like 40. Really? And they cleared the field like something was chasing them. Uh, they were there 10 minutes. Huh. And then another group came out of deer, like eight by two o'clock, cleared the field. I'm like, there is something going on here. It's gonna really screw us up. And then at three o'clock, here come here come all the deer again. Everybody was calm. I think there was 12, 15, 20 deer mm -hmm. walked out on this big big field. Anyway, I'm dragging this on. The deer showed up at three o'clock. The deer was there. The big buck that I was after was mm -hmm. there at three o'clock the day before. 305 so 305 rolls around and we're like i'm not i'm like i'm clipping on with my release like a hiss deer's gonna show up and i'm gonna shoot him right now <laughs> anyway high hopes didn't happen and four o'clock rolled around lots of deer had filtered into the field we keep getting piled up with deer anyways he still hadn't showed up it was 4:40, and we were starting to freak out a little bit it's, awesome. it's getting dark. close to dark then yeah, well, yeah we're, yeah, we're leaning on dark i mean he's got to show up austin's yeah. like if this deer doesn't show up man i don't know if we're gonna kill him like this is it it was gonna warm up we had snow on the ground oh yeah anyway it was they were planning on a warm-up that was the yeah. last cold day yeah, and maybe he was at a family christmas this, too you know the, yeah <laughs> could, run a could have late. been steve he's <laughs> <laughs> running a little late man so this uh so he so he's like, man, this this has got to happen tonight. If it doesn't, I don't know if we're gonna kill him. I said, I know, it's fine. We're we're gonna kill him. He's gonna show up. And then, four forty five rolls around, and I'm like, dude, the steer's not showing up. I'm, I mean, we're not gonna kill him flat out. And he goes, just calm down. The deer's gonna he's gonna show up. It's gonna be fine. I mean, we were if back and forth, back and forth. Four fifty rolls around, and he goes dude we're not killing this deer <laughs> and i said just calm down two minutes and 15 seconds that deer's going to enter the field just calm down i said he's going to come out of that trail right over there and i'm not superstitious whatsoever right. so i'm not scared to call stuff out and just right just yeah. some, oh, some yeah. bogus idea you don't believe in jinxes and yeah shit. no i just some bogus idea i said he's coming out of that trail and he's gonna be there in two minutes and 15 seconds i wiped the window because it was starting to fog over a little bit right. almost needed an ice scraper but anyways, I wiped the window. Struggling, struggling. I looked out there. <laughs> I looked out there, and I seen something moving. I said, see, there's more deer coming to the field right now. Just calm down. And I said, holy smokes, dude, that's him. He's coming. So cameras come on. Everybody, we're, you know, we're getting ready, and, and he comes out. The deer has to move. Basically, the deer has to cover 30 yards to get me my eight inches of difference inside that blind to get to the window that i oh, needed yeah. so i mean right. it, 
and with the camera and everything rolling him, I'm trying. I, I got to have him move, and uh, he's got to move. So he moved finally after five, ten minutes of it was five minutes, I think. It seemed like forever, but maybe it, it was like, like thirty seconds. Hours. But right. the deer covered a lot of ground really fast, and we got plenty of B-roll of him moving out there. The daylight was good, camera was good. He stepped out there. I ranged him at forty-six. I had to shoot over another small buck's back. <laughs> Fortunately, he didn't just jump straight up in the air when I shot yeah, him. Yeah, right. But normally uh, they inter- duck. Yeah, interception. Yeah, oh yeah. I, uh, interception. Interception. <laughs> Oski. So, yeah. <laughs> so he uh, he held still, and uh, it it that green luminoc just blew right behind the shoulder. It, it, I figured him to be forty seven by the time he took a couple of steps from when I got drawn. But uh, whoa, forty seven yards, man! That's some poke. That's you know what though? I've been pra- I mean, I practice every day, no matter what day it is, how many times I shot my bow the day before. Right. The day that bow goes outside and ready to go in the truck to go hunting. I always take two shots and I've been like, I, I know I've talked about it before in a mm-hmm. couple of podcasts of it with you that I don't, I don't practice standing flat footed if I'm going to be sitting in a chair. So I sit there in a the chair, uh, two arrows go off. Everything's good. We go to the truck on down the Perfect. road we go. So I shot right. my bow. Actually, I shot my bow four times before I went hunting that day and it's everything double up on it. Yeah. Everything was good. I mean, I was, <laughs> I, I brought all, every camera I had, every light, every everything we need because I was, I was pretty sure we were going to get this deer shot, and then totally went the opposite direction, thinking we weren't going to get him shot, and then he just surprised us, showed up to so just getting it done. So forty-seven oh, yards, yeah, Luminoc, boom, straight through. You pull yep. the trick shot over another buck. <laughs> yeah. Like what? After that arrow zips through that deer, like what's then? What happened? Like explain reaction. Okay, so and, so Eric. If you're watching live, is Austin running camera, and do I'm do sitting do, like, like, right here, next like, to him, like doing the video. And I'm here. leaning out, and I shoot, and when I sent the arrow off, it just like slow motion, and I watched the arrow poof, right behind his shoulder, and I reached over and I grabbed Austin's shoulder like this, and I'm like, <gasps> and I forgot he's running camera. I'm like, ooh, ooh, shaking, sorry, shit, man. sorry. <laughs> I just grabbed him. I'm like, oh got him and he uh he run about 40 50 yards and i tell you and not to freak anybody out but the footage you can see the hole behind his shoulder and there's steam as he's trying oh, to i mean it's it's awesome well that cold out it's no gonna way be, it, it's, gonna it's be pretty cool so he he uh so he went down in the field he struggled for a little bit he's getting ready to fall over and he walked right into the side of the window, like basically the, the edge of the window where he ran out of camera space. He would have had to move the tripod. So I told him if it gets to that situation, roll right back to me. We'll do a celebration and whatever. Yeah, and yeah. and then you can roll you can position and then roll back out to him. Uh I talked for forty seconds, forty five seconds, a minute, something like that, and then rolled back out to him and there he was laying in the field. But he went you know, it, it Every deer that goes down is different. This deer didn't go down like you would dream a deer would go down. So. How you think they should go yeah, down? Just I mean, crash and yeah, die. Yeah, right. Right there on camera, flat in the field. I mean, he, yep. he did die in the field, and it was it was good. For it being a double lung, you thought it'd go a lot smoother than that. But he, uh, he held on for a little bit, and that was the end of it. Everything was good lethal shot so ross uh ross put another deer down and you saw it fall on camera how original 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see it. I mean, maybe, you know, you could invite me over and I could watch it before it gets aired on TV, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, maybe that preview. could happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, uh, I have the kill shot on video on my phone right now, Ooh. but... Yeah. We won't show it live. Hey, show, it, show it on the Facebook Live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to get you in trouble. Steve, your phone is doing something funny up there on the live feed. You might want to take care of that. I think we're still going, so... Storage almost full. Yes, Scott Sullivan, oh, this no. is Ross. There's a couple of people on here that we, I want to talk real quick but i want to go right back to this ross yeah it's fine i don't want to yeah um dustin speck um says the beans have higher protein content and they are more palatable or digestible than corn corn has carbs beans have protein bingo that's why that's why they hit them late thing for that actually we have him scheduled for a podcast coming up really he's got a good story of an old 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 bruiser um nice mark rife which he missed this podcast tonight but he set us up with dustin hey what's up (laughs) Mark, um, <laughs> Aaron Calderon. I don't know if he's still here. Hey, buddy, Jamie Brewer. What's going on? Um, Austin Chandler. Howdy. How you doing, Tim? That's who I'm talking about. Oh, that's your buddy. Okay. Yep. Uh, that's Tim my man. Dowdell. Hey, from Canada. Um, David Nalepa. Nalepa. Hey, can you say my name, David? Please. Thanks. There you go, David. Please. Um. Still going, everyone's saying. Um, Ron Schaefer had two complete pass-throughs this year, both double lung. Was surprised how far they both went. And, you know, that's funny that you're saying that, Ross, about, like, they don't go down how sometimes you think they should go down. Mm-hmm. And my buck this year, actually my dad's buck and my buck. You know, my dad shot his buck, and we had to sneak back in on it the next day and shoot it. Yep. And the blood trail you've been like this thing went 30 like trailing up like oh it's got to be right there right right it's yeah. just it's insane sometimes well, i tell you there's a lot of stress put on well what broadhead were you shooting well, well where did you hit him right well right. well i mean it's behind the shoulder it's in the lungs this deer it was it was a 12 ring how about that and right. i was shooting this broadhead and he did this but the very next time i did the exact same thing shoot out shot him in the same spot and he went 30 feet and died isn't it weird but last time he went 300 yards and died right. i mean every everything every buck's different every deer's different i think do you think it has something to do with like that individual animals like mentality from adrenaline to I, I don't know i mean i guess it's just chance it could be i mean but i've had blood trails you get two dots and they're dead 30 yards away yeah i mean well, it's, that, it's, it's, it's deer different. south dakota i must have got him in the heart because he went he went like 30, 40 yards, and just watching the, the, the timer on the camera, watching the time, it was like four to five seconds, five seconds after I shot him, and he ran, which seems like an eternity, but when you watch it, just, I said, he's down, like he went down that fast. I mean, within five, ten, five, eight seconds, whatever, I mean, it was quick, one of the right. quickest kills, and... Like this deer just seemed to hang on for a while, but anyway, not, I I think it's adrenaline, you know, and I a lot so. of it I think I think it's adrenaline, but it was nerves. Like he was, there was nothing going on for this deer, and all the other deer stood around like, hey, uh, if we could get back to eating, that'd, mean, be cool. that'd, that'd be cool, that'd be cool, that'd be great. And this deer was, you know, he just hung on there, but whatever. Anyways, he, uh, I ended up getting him. It was, uh, I, I was full of emotion, freaking out. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, if you so sit there it, and think about all the hours you put in, right, not right. just the hours that you've put in and or the weather you've endured or 
any of that. You add all that up. It makes it all worth it. And you think about you think about the time away from like my time away from my boys and my wife and you know pushing work off and trying to get this hunt in and and man it just comes full circle and you think wow yeah isn't finally it, here it like tunnels <laughs> yeah. back in yeah you. isn't it funny though like you spent all that time hanging all those tree stands and everything and you ended up killing it out of that redneck blind no kidding no. <laughs> yeah steve-o <laughs> you were there for some, a I, lot of those stands i was yeah you hung out for a day we hung a bunch of stands that, that was a fun uh, time. yeah all those stands they got sat in like i don't know well, I shouldn't say one time. Some of those stands only got sat in once. A lot of the rest of them got hunted hard. And the one, yeah. you, and the one you rush out there, set it up as fast as you yeah. can, and yep. leave. Do you know yeah. what? Though, is, and I've killed the biggest thing, man. Some of the some of my biggest deer I've killed are out of my twenty dollar blinds or twenty dollar twenty dollar tree stands. Tree stands. Yeah, yep. they just I throw mean, up real quick. Screw in hooks, and you throw it up. It's a slopping mess, and you get up there, and boom, it happens. Mm-hmm. Yep. I would honestly say. 90% of my deer have been killed out of budget on sale $25 $30 hang on stands from Walmart or Gander or wherever there, there are I bought 12 more I went I made a trip to uh to Lone Wolf and I bought another 12 what, and, what uh, are you up to now? like 106 <laughs> lord uh so anyways I got a lot of money invested in Lone Wolves and I shot my deer out of a redneck which is very expensive too by so, the way let's oh, make yeah. this I'm, clear though you buy your Lone Wolves I buy them they're I not given to you don't, yeah no they don't come free how much money if you, if you don't, don't want to talk if about you, okay, it if you don't want to say <laughs> it I, just, I was going to say how much money in Lone Wolf tree stands have you well, spent well the bank still owns them because he took out a second mortgage you, for them can I take a guess can you tell me higher or lower I have 30 Lone Wolves <laughs> and sticks for 15 of them and 5 sticks a piece five sticks per set five sticks per set but, but, for, but we got two two stands, two stands in a tree. Okay, right. That makes a lot more sense. So yeah. I got 15, five, st- five hey, sets. Plus, he's got a sweatshirt, too. Yeah, you got the oh, hoodie. Yeah. Hey, I mean, they I mean, had this, to give this that wasn't you. free. That makes it What? <laughs> I bought this. They didn't, they didn't <laughs> throw that in there if you buy a pallet? Nope. Nope. No, no, no kidding. No. Jared's awesome. He's uh, Jared over there at Lone Wolf. Uh, he's he's good stuff, man. I, I gave him a shout out. You I, should be their poster boy. Yeah, well. I, you got I, a great well. beard. <laughs> you're hey, great and, on the podcast. And you, you know what? Deer. Now that uh, Levi Morgan's gone, you're like the best that Elite's got right now. So, Yo, I mean, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Hey, uh, they I'm got not, some really good pro shooters. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, Elite's on top of the game, man, for sure. They yeah. really are. Um, so, anyways, yeah, Lone Wolves. We're not talking about it anymore. I'm done with Lone Wolves. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. I guess, uh, it's fun when you bring them all back in and you get to see. But then, then it's kind of sickening to see right. at the same oh, time. Yeah. You're like, whoa. Because right, yeah, then you got to look at your kids, and you're like, sorry, you're not going to college. Sorry. Can I We're going to have a heck of a yard sale this year. Yeah, you're going to be a farmer. <laughs> Can I hit you with one more question about lone wolf and hit we'll me. move on? Hit me up. Does your wife know how many lone wolves you have? And keep in mind, this is on she Facebook, She does too. now. <laughs> Live. It, hey, is, is, did you see Robin Bigger? Is she on right now? I haven't I seen her. I, I can't right. tell. I, I uh I don't think she does. No, okay. I mean. <laughs> we'll keep we'll keep that between us. I love it. I love it. I'm sure you take care of her too. Yeah. But going back to it, yeah, I kill most of my deer out of budget stands, and that's basically the only reason why that is is because I always have one in my truck. Yep. And if I'm like, well, it's not like for this year. I talked about it before in a few yep. episodes. South winds and eh, my property. It's kind of weird for a south wind. Went out, found a tree that was going to work, set it up, killed my buck the next morning. Took your beagle out there and hung it up and. 
killed out of it. Yeah. Well, it's easier That's too. True. It's easier too when you're in the stand, then you can you know where the deer are. But that's a good stand also, so you can just grab it real quick and go throw it up. Uh, my, de- my deal is all of my lone wolves are in the trees, and when I'm, I try to keep one a set back and mm-hmm. ready to go. And when you're in a, a pinch, all my beagles and my 20-cent stands are upstairs. I'm like, Your gotta have it. What are you referring you, to? You never went to Farm King and bought a beagle? Somebody out there knows what I'm talking about. I love about. Farm King, but look they, it up. This is like a 12-inch by 12-inch platform. I mean, they're tiny. They still sell them? I don't know if they still do or not. I might have killed a deer stand. out of one. So I, I don't even know who makes it. All I can tell you is there's the big dog, and then there's the beagle. Yeah, dude, I got I got a big dog. Uh, well, big dog the brand, oh, or is no, big dog the model? I can't even tell you the it's brand. It's got to be a model because you got big dog, and then you have a beagle. No, because I yeah, got see? the Tomcat or whatever in that thing. You is, do? Yeah, whatever <laughs> that thing is called. Tiny. That oh. thing is small, dude. It, I'm like, you don't have the little kitty, though. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm I got, kidding. Hey, I got two of those in the shed right now. I do. But, but I think the stands you're talking about, they're kind of an old school brand. They are, yeah. So do they paint them weird colors or maybe the guy? Oh, that, they're black to begin with, but they fade to gray and like the, as soon as you pull them out of the package. Oh, one, yeah. one of the oldest deer that I've ever killed was out of this weird, sketchy. This stand was for sure older than I have. Some, some guys that have been basically... They're professional hunters that aren't on TV that I used to hunt with. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got to stand back in here. Like, doesn't get hunted that often. I went back. The stand is bright red. <laughs> and this stand is like 12 by 12 platform. Mm-hmm. And the seat is this steel little seat, like maybe, I don't know, five inches out and yep. about six inches wide. Mm-hmm. And it's all chained to it. And I'm like, oh, kill the buck out of it. I mean, it works. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Gets the job done. That's yeah, all you really need is like you know like the guys like the uh, <clears throat> like the pro bass fishers or whatever like they don't have like a chair up at the front it's like they a half tiny chair. little seat yeah it's just like it, it's got like enough that you can just sit your butt on there and just kind of lean back in those things would be kind of cool man <laughs> that would make in me not, yeah that would make me not lazy hunter dude you just like because I mean you're taking it pressure off your legs so they don't swell up and whatever but. But you get to stand so, up. If you yeah, need but to. you're standing up. Hey, loop us I, back thought into this, it. I thought this guy wasn't feeling good. He's he's full of words. I'm so. I'm <laughs> perking up now. <laughs> it came at the end. We, we had a lot of talking in though. Before. That's right. You're right. I, we I, did. I, I let you we get. Had. I let you get everything there. But I'm certain. Steve, that. maybe from now on you can just be the intro guy and the closing guy. Okay. Yeah. Just to let <laughs> you guys do the meat. Yeah. We'll just yep. carry the meat and take. Sure. Steve, we're ready. I just come back in. All right, guys. We'll close this show up here. He's out watching pro wrestling and eating yeah. TV dinners out in the living room. Steve's the gravy. Sounds a good idea. Back to the hunt. Yep. You walk up to this buck. You realize it's the deer that was on camera, whatever. And then, I mean, what? Tell us about like the celebration, like the man. We uh, when I walked up to him, honestly, I could. I've been trying to judge him on on camera, how big he is, and and what he's gonna score and everything. And it, it's always different when you walk up to him laying on the ground. You, and to be honest with you, I was happily surprised. And when I walked up to them, the back of their head, the back of their antlers looking from the back forward always looks awesome. He was laying there and, and I'm like, man, this deer's bigger than I thought he was. You really never know what to expect when you walk up on it. You know what? At this point, man, I was shaking and so grateful. The deer could have measured a hundred inches and I would have been pumped because we (laughs) hunted so hard for that one deer, which was the only deer that we even had a chance at. What hunting. day? What day was this? Do you know? Uh, October. What you the hell? <laughs> December nineteenth. Man. December nineteenth. Yeah. 
I think the, I, I, you know what? Usually you would think if you're going to talk in front of a camera, you'd go out and check the date before you started an interview. Yeah, I know. I was, I was like, well, it's October 18th. And <laughs> I went through and I'm like, ooh, no, it's not. No. <laughs> this is the night. Two months off. So when you watch it on TV, you can go back, well, I heard in Working Class Bowhunter was actually the 19th. No, so yeah, no, it's, it's, we, uh, we redid that one. I, said the correct day but okay yeah, well do you have to shoot the deer all over again or redo all that yeah <laughs> no he uh no it, it it was so my my emotions are running all over the place and uh it was pretty fun i got to call my buddy bill i called him right there in a the blind literally 30 seconds after i shot him and well maybe a little longer i had to do a reaction but right anyways i called him up i said uh I said, dude, I got him shot. And he goes, oh, of course you did. <laughs> he said, I knew you had a good plan. I knew he was going to do it. I, oh, I just felt good, man. I, Anyway, so. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we did uh, recovery. We got him tagged. We got him in the truck. We actually perched him up in the front of the truck with his legs tucked underneath him. And it was going to be brutally cold that night, so I. Matter of fact, I didn't even get the deer. I wasn't scared. It was a lung shot. I yeah, I'm gonna freeze solid. We're anyway. gonna we're gonna perch him up and get some awesome daylight pictures tomorrow. Well, you so, had to do the mannequin challenge first, right? We yeah. had to do the mannequin challenge, which we did. Wait, that I missed a... this whole mannequin challenge. You, thing. you did? You hey, seen it? no kidding. I gotta give a shout out right now to Ryan Hauser, and he's working hand in hand with uh, Paul Biggs, the editor of mm -hmm. Respect the Game, and his. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him full credit that he came up with this idea before it was an idea. That's the best that, mannequin challenge I've ever. I didn't. Seen. I gotta go do it. We'll share it on our page. Yeah, I didn't see it. it. Where was it at? Respect the game. I think we shared it. It was on the respect. I the missed game it show. somehow. I don't yeah. know how I missed it, but I did. Okay, so it's like the mannequin challenge, and and oh, he was pissed when that mannequin challenge came out. He's like, I've been working on this for a long time, and anyway, so it all it all uh, we we got everything put together and and uh it was fun it's a pretty cool little video but it's on respect the game it says uh something about boy the season feels like it just started yesterday don't you wish you could just freeze the season so it's like freeze frame uh, freeze frame video i mean it's really neat so you have out. to check it out you had to been freezing your put a like on it that. put a like everyone on, yeah, on uh, facebook give us a yes or a no at the facebook live is working chris rogers says it is frozen, so sorry if it has. I don't. Could Mine, mine's frozen right now. I don't. It's been frozen for a while. I don't know what's going on. Mine's still rocking, so I don't know. Yours is rocking. Must yeah, be, mine's must going. Be one of those Android things. I think Steve's is going. Yeah, Steve's is going. I think. Yeah, it's yeah, probably an Android yeah. thing. Um, probably. There's Steve's mug next to the camera. Everybody look. Hey, Sean Herman, what's up, buddy? It's funny that it's it, Byron okay, Horton now. says yes. Yeah, it's super. There's kind of a delay. It's kind of funny. All good, Scott Clark. All right, we're good. Sorry for everyone in just regular podcast land. Facebook is uh, taking over your territory. Maybe we'll just only do this every now and again. Uh, so we whatever. got him perched up in the front of the truck. Thank I'll, you. I'll end this quickly. No, no, you're I, good. I, uh, he sat there overnight. We went out at daylight, and uh, me and Austin and Clark Clark came over before he had to go to work. Legend. At UPS. Legend. And yeah, he yeah. flew over right at daylight. We got some killer sunrise photos, and we did a little bit of freeze frame, which ended that video. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a last-minute thought. Thank goodness we got that. We spent 20 minutes trying to get the drone linked up so we could do some drone footage, which we have yet to get. <laughs> uh, <laughs> waiting on the snow. Anyways, but, yeah, we uh, we got a few other clips. We got everything that we needed to kind of piece that 
uh, episode together. Right. You know, we last year I felt like we were really good at getting everything that we needed as the hunt went, or you know, ninety percent of it. If you were we're talking TV here. Right. Right. We would get it as we go, just build it, but. That gets tiring when you go out there day after day after day. and yep. Did just, you just get tired of toting a camera around? It sucks after a while. But but then again, when it all comes together, you're like, thank God I had this camera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, I don't know. Yeah. So there was days where you start to slough off and you think, man, there ain't, we ain't doing a truck interview. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. We're just so. Sometimes if, you just want to get out there, turn the camera Let's just on. get out there. Let's kill this deer and we'll figure it out. I mean, that's. That's right, basically right. what we're. So I mean, anyway, it it. So we got some cool pictures. We got some good video. We got everything to piece that t- uh, episode together. And I just thought, man, this you know, as hard as we work for this one deer, this is probably this completes my whole season. I'm gonna kill a South Dakota deer and this deer, and I'm happy. That's great. Right. Right. And. I kept checking cameras though, just to oh, be yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, you, so yeah. what's got the deal? To. I mean, got we gotta to. have a little, like a week and a half left. Almost we got exactly. a week and a half left, so uh, they're what's... starving for food. Mm-hmm. If you've got any kind of food plots, anything like that, just this this is the time of year. And Austin tells me all the time, he's like, dude, this is the time of year, and them surprise bucks show up that you haven't seen all year long, or maybe you've never seen before. But if you've got the food, who knows where they're coming from? They're hanging out on you. You got a chance at killing a big one, right? And I'm a firm believer in that too. So I, uh, we've got a deer that I got pictures of last year. Uh, thought he was young, turned around, got pictures of him here recently, and he's pounding the food plot. He's a short time twelve, long main beams. Really, nothing to really brag about, but it's hey. just a good deer that. A twelve coming into the last couple a week and a half of season, yeah. man. If yeah. you kill that sucker, I'll be impressed. Yeah. Hey, I hope you do. Are you are you gonna go for? I him can't. Full I can't tomorrow. I got another hard day of work tomorrow. I think we can be done with that job by noon on Friday. And Friday afternoon, I plan to be out there and hopefully get something done with. Do him, you so. worry about maybe? I mean, you're probably not going to shoot a doe this late in the season. You know what? Ah, uh, let, yeah. Let's do, let's talk about that real quick. I have been hungry to shoot a doe really bad. Like I want to go on a, uh, what, what, what I call a shoot em up rally <laughs> and get like 10 of them in the field and just start letting arrows fly. Like Texas style. Yeah. yeah the OK, just, welcome just, to the OK you know. corral food plot. <laughs> but if they, uh, I, so I've been on the fence about it. I want to kill one really bad. Uh, but talked to i've talked to austin i've talked to clark i've talked to bill buckingham and we've been hashing it out here lately right uh what the cell cameras which we'll get on in just a second yeah, before good. we run this hour and a half oh, up we're, we're good um and by the way if anyone has questions you can put them in on facebook handsome rob is here handsome rob radler groups big shout out sorry but uh um that cut, I cut you off. Yeah. We were talking about shooting does. You okay, talked to shooting Clark. does. I said, no, I'm not going to shoot a doe. Because, and those guys said, no, don't shoot a doe. You got, this is actually a, what I would call a third rut coming in. People may think we're out of, <laughs> you way think? out in left field here. But <laughs> Maybe in uh, Alabama, I've had, Ross. I've had several different <laughs> pictures of nice bucks, decent bucks. You know, we're talking 130s, 125s, right, you right. know fighting locked up like flexing muscles fighting really and i thought man are they seriously fighting over right that food? now that food that hard yes right now in the last three days so whoa what why why are these bucks 
fighting so hard over right. food. Just take another bite over there, ten feet away. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, but Bunch of steam no, that's not, I don't think that's the case, that. man. No, I, I, I get it. Is it? I really <laughs> think that. Do you think it's a weird thing where testosterone's on the decline, where there might be some sort of like? I don't want to overanalyze it, other than the one picture I can tell you. Tell yeah, you right, that yeah. uh, we've seen. Bill told me he had six bucks follow one doe through a fence gap. A fence gap being a gate hole. Right, right. And really? he said within 20 minutes, six bucks walked through after a doe walked through, all of them nose to the ground. Wow. This was two days ago. Oh, she's going to have an interesting That's day. So really interesting. But very small doe. I mean, we, you know that there's a second rut. That you know that. And, and, and like let's see, what's, what's his name? Is his name Alzheimer? No, I can't be right. Eisenheimer? I don't know. Anyway, there's a Dr. Eisenheimer or something, whatever. Right. Moon phase guy. Um, so I have it. I think there's one guy, there's one moon phase guy. I have his number. supposed to contact, do a okay. podcast. But I can't remember which guy. 28 <laughs> days. 28 days per cycle. If you look at what we've seen in the past, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm getting way off here. But if oh. you look at what we've seen, uh, and I can't remember the days exactly, but right. my cameras blew up. Everybody's cameras blew up on that day. We were actually in the woods hunting. My my, I would say the the breakout rut days were these days, and I I cannot think back right at the moment what days those were. Um, it's crazy. Breakout days, twenty eight days apart. So Could it be late born fawns too that might be going to estrus prob- their first probably. year? Probably. I'm I'm guessing so. But either way, I'm. And everybody, I don't know. You can comment, I guess. It's but super I'm, interesting. I'm, I'm well, just I'm kind of way out here, but I'm just saying. What we've seen and what's been going on this year, I'm learning every day about right. deer, mm-hmm. and this is this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that we got a late rut firing up again, and this is round three. Whether or not anybody agrees, there's been some serious activity, even on my cameras with the bucks fighting like they are. I mean, Chase Burns posted the other day and said, uh, "No broken tines, boys." I mean, that he was. I mean, I took it that he was. They were fighting over the food on his post on Habitat managers mm, right right um he's a guy that we probably should get on the podcast he'd be a good one yeah i like chase a lot he's a good dude i've never met him so. but i see him I, everyone everyone that i know seems to know him yep and it's always like hey you ever thought about getting him on he'd a podcast? be a really good one I'm like, well i've never ran into him so yep. maybe you could make that connection for us but yep. you know what's it's interesting because saying like the late rut and i gave you the reaction that everyone you probably would expect to get that reaction like third rut it's january what like come on dude well, we have uh, Scott Clark, our buddy from Canada, and yep. we always have to say our buddy from Canada because God knows we love Canada. Um, trail cam picks of bucks trailing does December 19th, and he made a good point is... Okay, there you go. Um, I killed December 19th. Yep. And then he said some bucks have already shed their antlers too, which yeah, I've that's true. Yeah, that. There was something, I thought somebody said something like that, you know, when the... <clears throat> I, I can't remember who was saying, but like bucks that haven't shed their antlers yet... Like when that like you know late rut that they were that you're talking about, like they can still because they said like maybe like the doe funds go in there. I can't well, remember here, who was talking. Austin about. It was Chandler on the says uh, yearling does will get bred into February, and then uh, Dustin Speck also says uh, Chase Burns would be excellent. Good guy knows his stuff. We'll tag him in this, uh, and we'll try and get him on the podcast. Yep. But it's interesting, man. That is, it's super interesting. Like the late rut type stuff, and I mean in the south they're just now. I mean. They say the well, rut's on, right? It's now starting, mm-hmm. right? Austin doesn't know this because I haven't got to talk to him today, but I talked to Bill Buckingham today, and he's telling me what his uh, – and he's got a farm just east of Abingdon. Uh, 
it's a 330 over there and he's he's got several uh cell cameras running and he's telling me what they're doing right now right and yeah. that's that's the information i'm feeding off of right now which goes hand in hand with the, with exactly what austin's been telling me saying that these does can get bread clear up into february mm-hmm. so if crazy. if so i don't know how many maybe you have one hot one but everybody knows it takes one hot doe to get you a big buck to come through mm-hmm. so right if, true. True. if the big buck's gonna be rolling in i'd like to be there yeah and if i gotta freeze to death for it and so be it but it's i true. like i said we did the math all year long all season thinking man we can outsmart these deer and then they do something totally different and you oh you scratch your head and you think you know what are we doing here right <laughs> well it's crazy before man. we forget talk to us about the cameras because you, you cell cameras about the cell cameras all right so i killed a deer in south dakota mm-hmm. because of a covert blackhawk cell cam he was there two nights in a row and night number three he got shot i killed my deer in illinois off of a covert blackhawk cell camera so we let's were, say this we we'll just there. assume there's someone that's like what's a cell camera they probably know yeah but what? these these Blackhawk coverts, uh, way better than the last couple of years, like the 2014 models, uh, like 3G. It'd take like three weeks to get a picture sent to your phone. It felt <laughs> yeah. like, and you had to go to a cell phone store, and you had to go to. You had, it was just a pain. Now right. you buy them straight from Covert, and when they show up at your doorstep, you call Covert, and they activate that camera. Ding goes your credit card for five dollars a month or whatever it is i was per just camera. gonna ask that because no one's ever said that like what is the price per month is uh, it's that, like five dollars per camera per, ca- or per camera seven dollars per camera it's it's pennies on the dollar compared really? to oh, yeah. not oh, having yeah, it there you. i mean literally you, you can go get this deer shot because you had that camera now you wouldn't run it all year long obviously you're going to set it out there during prime time or during the whole deer season if you can stand to pay that bill at five dollars a month or whatever it is for right. four pretty months steep. pretty steep you know it's worth it to me and and i hope next oh, yeah. year i can right. i hope that i can run a half well, dozen see. of them 20 cameras five dollars a piece i'm i'm <laughs> hey i'm having a yard sale on cameras by the way like, <laughs> yeah. i'm going to sell cameras giving so. rid all of them hey that's hey we'll uh we'll yeah. share your post hey, yeah. so uh, you got your shop you know yep, yeah. that's but, right but hey if you think about it you know all the money that you're saving not wasting your gas and you're not like well you're not screwing up your deer that's the main thing i don't don't that's the biggest thing i don't want these deer to know that i'm even there but but the other times you go out there and you make a little bit of noise and they're right out there the next day like when i got mad and i went out there with the ranger started pulling cameras Mm -hmm. didn't even care they were right back out there it's eh, this time of year this time of year they're hungry they don't they don't necessarily care unless you're standing there waving at them when they're trying to eat they're (laughs) probably going to come uh, to the yeah exactly for sure. <laughs> the thing that's a great topic is how much human like i guess you could say contamination can you put on woods it before depends. you booger them up i've well, watched like, they always say right now hunt them by their belly but, but, but what i mean is like i'm to the point where i'm like oh i'm not going in there oh, and i hear about someone like oh yeah we wrote our four like my ground is no secret it's kind of out in a I guess highway area for being in the country, like people are riding their four wheelers around doing that. And I hear people, oh yeah, I heard about someone rode their four wheeler through it. And I'm like, initial reaction is like, son of a bitch, will you just stay out of there? Like, do you gotta fuck around on my ground like that? Like, you're messing up my deer ground. Okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> I only got one yep. place to hunt now. Like, do you gotta do that? Like, go somewhere else. 
that's kind of my attitude at first. But then yep. I'm like, okay, they're used to farm equipment. They're used to that stuff. Yep. Like, it's not a big yep. deal. Calm yourself down. But Don't if they do, a dickhead. If, if they're doing it all the time, they're used to it. Because I had, this year, I had three four-wheelers run right in front of my stand. They didn't even know I was there. Well, I had the same I had the same thing going on this year with chainsaws and tractors mm-hmm. and four-wheelers and trucks and everything uh, going on on my, uh, on my lease. And I was freaking out. I mean an emotional roller coaster like oh, yeah. ready to start fires and <laughs> start fires. <laughs> and i uh so i got calmed down and then i'd get mad again and then uh, pretty soon a chainsaw fire up and just like austin and i go out there and start be freezing to death for two hours and then all of a sudden everybody decides they're going to start cutting wood uh <laughs> that type of thing but no kidding when the deer we were on the the corn plot that i talked about earlier we had 14 does use that plot every night it was i think it was i swear it was the same 14 does every night it probably was and man. they uh we seen some taillights like 100 yards away through the trees and then like a little neck that kind of comes back and thought holy cow. and that's where these does are coming from like it's in their bedding area and they, that truck pulled away and there's a tractor plowing and a chainsaw going and sure enough they come out just like they were supposed to and i thought holy smokes maybe i'm getting up in a dither for nothing but 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 those are does those aren't big bucks right yeah. so different story but i want to bring up a point to you because i want to get your opinion on this ross so i've seen that uh bill winky had a strategy and i want to say someone else has done it too i think dana pace might have his boy do something similar to this and i'll, I'll explain that after i talk about the bill winky um stories i know he was on like this stud like absolute slob like i think a deer like pushing 200 inches probably Okay. Hitting this field every night. He's trying to get on. Wasn't happening. Wasn't happening. Well, he gets on there, and the deer aren't leaving the field at, at dark, obviously. So he'd have someone come up to the field. I can't remember which, like, start up a chainsaw and just rev this baby out, and it spooked the deer off. And that's when he would make his exit. Yeah. And then that's, that's how a, he would That's leave. a great idea. I believe. I want to say. I, we'll have to talk to Dana. we got a podcast into this month, Dana Pace. And he's our shed hunting expert. Um, do you know Dana? Yep. Well, I, I haven't met him, but I know who he is. Yep. He's a local legend, which you are too. By the way, Working Class Bowhunter Awards 2017. I don't know if you knew this, but you're listed as a we local legend. I thought I informed really? you. I had texted you the other day. You did text me, but I was busy. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, see, sorry, guys, man. here it is live. Live on well, Facebook. Well, now you know who not to vote for. The guy doesn't even know he's up for an award. <laughs> Come on. So um, I can't remember where I was going. Working, this. what's he say? Working class? I was working. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. There it is. There That's it is. That's your only excuse. Um, where I was like, oh, Dana Pace, I think he sent me a Snapchat of him like in his blind or a stand. See if your phone's doing something weird again. And his uh, son, I think, was like fake howling to kind of spook the deer off, I think, so we could make his exit. Well, I can confirm that no matter what you download on your phone for a video or an audio, it is not loud enough to scare the deer off of the field. You need a mouth call or a Fox Pro or something <laughs> like Fox that. Pro. Yeah. Because we've sat there and thought, how are we going to clear these deer? We need a we need a coyote call. What do you do? Let's, let's get one off our phone. So we download one, and it's like, and they, the deer look around like, who the hell said that? Yeah. And then, <laughs> do you think like that's a happened. wise way to do it? I mean, do you think that'll spook the deer? Like, oh, well, shit, coyote, me, or do you think Let me like, tell you, I blew. I, I, Austin and I are pretty convinced that I blew at the deer that I shot two nights before two nights before i shot him with a with a primos howler and he got to be in the field for 15 seconds before i blew at him because it was dark and we needed to get out of there and the field was full of deer and i opened the window 
and I howled my brains out and every deer cleared the field and we sprinted out of there as fast as we could. Mm-hmm. So, so don't, everybody's like, what the hell? Well, the thing is they live so with coyotes. We, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and they he hear looked, them all every, every night. Every I day. swear we locked eyes when I started blowing on that howler, that deer looked right at me and I just kept right on howling. Now that was a howling, a howler that I ran that night. That was, I think that was the first time that I actually howled at him. Normally, my idea of have my brother or I'd have my dad come get us in a ranger or the pickup and drive right through the field real slow and just work, roll right up to us we jump on the tailgate and go. out we go and cell camera talking about that again within 15 minutes deer right standing right, right back, back where they were yeah yep. man you know i just don't think they're spooked by equipment they're not i mean the tractors are out there all the time the trucks i mean all that stuff as long as you're not night after night i think we did it like three or four nights in a row truck coming to the spot and i thought man we're surely screwing them up here but then again just like just like eric said you got to hunt them for their bellies this time of year right they're i mean they're they're hungry they're They're gonna eat that's what they're more worried about right now but but i've heard a lot too or they say uh you know if someone can drop you off right you're staying with their pickup truck or a tractor or anything do that right just like what ross said they'll, they'll be back in 15 minutes they're not gonna be for sure. totally spooked by but that. you're you know that's true for a whole lot of deer but if you're hunting the big boy i mean we're talking mm. big boy he, He's gonna you're be scared to death every time you know those two three four year old uh bucks and does and and everybody's going to be mixed out there but is your big boy going to show up that's right. the that's it's what i'm nervous about it's a different critter man and i well, think uh, i will invest in a, in a in a cell camera this summer i'll buy one i'm sure yep um there's a brand my buddy uses i think he has four of them and it's a brand you normally wouldn't hear of and i'm drawing a blank i can't remember what the hell the name of the spartan. company yeah it's spartan spartan yeah. he uh uses them and they're affordable um for what you would think you know mm-hmm. and uh I, I hunted with him this year one weekend and we stayed the night out their place and the next morning we you know we got a little heavy on the bush lattes maybe some crown maybe <laughs> maybe some other alcoholic beverages and we get up and he's like uh man we should have went out this morning deer were moving pretty good i'm like what he's like yeah show me no, no nothing big but you know he showed me how the does are out some two-year-olds are out moving and you know it's it's kind of cool to see that you know it's it, but I feel like I have a guilty conscience all the time. Like if I don't go hunting, I'm like, you know, Kurt, you should really be out hunting. Like, what and then, are you doing? And then, yeah, and then you well, get that picture, that, you're like, God damn it! Well, yeah, well that's there. the deal. And I told Austin, I said, uh, I said every night we sat out there and we didn't see anything. I told him, I said, on our way home, he goes, Well, we learned some stuff tonight. I said, Well, I'll tell you what, I can guarantee you that there wasn't any deer standing in front of that stand tonight i wasn't sitting at home on a couch wondering if yeah. big boy was right, out there right. at least i can tell you right now mm-hmm. that deer wasn't there that's a good point that's a good point um good jimmy point. davis hey what's going on buddy uh exodus cameras are awesome and affordable i i have to check those out right on um but yeah i mean that that's definitely a, a game changer for sure and, and it can make you feel guilty or it can make you feel good about yeah mm-hmm. good thing i didn't go or well and and i should go or whatever even if you're uh what I figured out, I had a cell camera sitting right next to this redneck, kind of back in a little turnip patch. It's just a little cut. I mean, it's tiny postage stamp size plot. Right. Uh, had this covert, not cell camera, just sitting there. I checked it, uh, like no pictures on it. Turkeys, a couple possums, 
And I'm like, man, there's no deer here. Mm-hmm. So we sat there the next day, and they're all flooding into that into those standing beans right. from every angle other than in front of that camera. <laughs> so that camera's too far to get the pictures. Yeah, and that's the deal. Your camera's going to tell you a little bit, but it ain't going to tell it's you everything. What's in front of it? Right. Yeah, that's right. it. I mean, when, at it, that at that point out there at that redneck you can see a lot of stuff so we can see that there's another group moving out closer to where we park and walk all the way back here and that's a group of 20 coming out who knows who's in that group right right. and you know there's you see where these deer are feeding out at where the coyote came in and blew them all out of the field something funny is the majority like last year's buck that i shot i had two velvet trail cam pictures of them in august other than that i had my i had nine cameras out on 60 acres yeah i didn't have another picture of them nine Nine cameras on 60 acres is quite a bit, I feel. I had 11 cameras running this year. I uh, lost a few. A few gave up on me. Yep. Because um, buy, I'm buying the budget stuff. That's right. just what you get. But I didn't have one picture of the deer I shot. But then again, I got cheaper cameras. I got one, a couple high-end cameras, but... Yeah. You who, know. Said, who was it that said uh, deer are afraid of trail cameras? Who says it? Rod White, Rod White yeah. claims yeah. that deer avoid cameras. Well, I got a video I can show you guys right now of the deer that I killed. Uh, you might have shown me this picture. It, on a video, video on a video trail camera hitting a scrape dripper. So this is all man-made everything here in this situation. And he is staring that camera down. How would it right work, do you it. think, to pull that video up on your phone and to put it in front of Steve's live feed? Would you be willing to do that? I could do that. We I'm can gonna, try it. I'm going to get offline here for a second. <laughs> oh, oh you were, were you looking at the feed while it was going? Uh, the Facebook no, I wasn't. Feed? Oh, he was, uh, he was scrolling something else. Right. I, oh, think, yeah. I, think it all, I think it all depends on the camera, though, too. So we're falling in and out on Facebook. It's far, hard for people on Facebook with all that good information you're getting to uh, stay on a hour and a yeah, fifteen exactly. minute podcast, which you know you're which on Facebook fine. to scroll right. and unwind, not to watch a whole podcast. Well, but this is fun. I like when people can can uh, give their input. Um, Ross is going to try and pull up the video for our listeners in Facebook land. Oh, I got some pictures, man. Oh, uh, and, and everything else. It. So sorry if you're in straight it. podcast land. Yeah. You're missing out on this. But go back and check the uh, live Facebook feed because you can like go back and check it for like a week or whatever. There, there's a picture of the deer looking. I, it's just a picture. It's not the video, but the scrape dripper is right behind him, hanging from a branch, and the deer is staring this camera down, just easing by. Like, see, uh, see what, if you can pull it up t- to the take it up there. Steve's rig there. I'll tell you if it works. Well, we got a delay going, so you might have to hold it up there for a second. Yeah, right. But it's uh it's an absolute stud. I think the video you showed me, I remember, and I remember going, "Oh man, he's staring at camera." Oh, it's kind of working. Yeah, he's staring the camera. Oh, there it goes. It's coming staring. into focus. Look at that. Yeah, there you go, right there, man. Yeah, absolute stud, man. Crazy. Can you pull that video up, Ross? Uh, the shot I can, but I don't have the video of him walking by. Oh, right. That's fine. That's fine. So yeah, it looks anyway, look cool on, though. But uh. I don't know, man. It sounds like you had a good season. You had the struggle in there, but it would would it have been as good if you wouldn't have struggled? Sky Clark, yeah, man. Sky Clark. I don't know. What's that? Sky Clark said you should have passed him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scott, Scott, I uh, I've got text messages here now on my phone that I can show you that I told a lot of the elite guys I was passing that deer. He was not getting shot, and they're like, "No, you're <laughs> no. shooting that deer." And I said, "I know he's four though." I, I guarantee you he's got the same genetics as my 207 on the wall. 
He's got that little drop tine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yep. My 207 has that little drop tine. Uh, the little kicker, he has a fork, not a kicker. I mean, it's you can tell it's right he's a nine-point, it's a eight-pointer-ish. You know, you can just tell that they're the same bloodline. Right, yeah, you can tell. So the I'm grand, thinking, grand man, but, yeah. but he's four. I mean... Unless he's three. Did you get? Did you pull the? <laughs> unless he. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, you should have had the front bottom teeth pulled and sent in and aged him for sure. Yeah, fair. I should have, but I really didn't want to have my dreams haunted the rest of my <laughs> yeah. life. So, hey, I, man. <laughs> you can't worry about that. I just pretended I didn't think about it. I just. It's a badass it's deer, man. You, you can't. Yeah. I know you know, but it's. You had a great season. I had a great season. Eric, I wish you would have had a great season. It's not over yet. Um, can we. Let's. Transfer something here. We're coming to the end here. Um, Scott Clark, I would have shot him twice and missed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, next week is the archery trade show. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. There's going to be a lot of big things going on there. There always is. It's one big party, a lot of fun. All the the big dogs are there. New products are coming out. Um, Elite, of course, they've announced on Facebook, and I'm not going to try and pry anything out of you. I wouldn't do that to you, Ross. I'll Um, have... The five, I'm going to say five new bows sitting at my place on the 10th. Really? Yep. That's these. That's the first day of ATA. You won't even be that's there. That's the day they announce it, they'll be sitting at home. Whoa. I'll t- I have to tell my wife to go out there and throw them in, there, in the shop and lock it up until <laughs> I get home. Lock oh, are you, are you going down to ATA? I'm going to ATA. So um, I'll be there when they announce it. And then I'll go. just know when I get home, I get to play with them. So yeah, what day they're announcing it? The first day of the tenth, which yeah. would be the Tuesday. Yep. Tuesday. Yep. Um, Eric will be there. I will now be there. What? Yeah. What are you Eric's doing? Going. Working? I was supposed to work. Oh, he's so, going. He's going. I'm we'll going now. I found oh. out today that I get to go. Really? That a boy. Yes. Yep. The- I my I have a really cool boss. And he's like, hey, man. Good you, deal. You did it the right way then. He's like, Do you, you weren't sick or you had a doctor's appointment? Yeah, I talked to him all good. about it. Good, is, man. Is he your said, boss letting you take off? My yeah. boss is letting me, Wait, but I right? took a lot of pride. Your boss okay. must be a beautiful man. Yeah. Beautiful does, man. Does, are you, go, are you really have going? A beard? Yeah, I'm really going. Oh, man. nice. My boss is like, hey, you, you know, you can go. Good. That's going to be a blast, I think. No, no. You didn't tell me. I wanted to wait to tell it on the podcast. Oh, I found out like today. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Kurt and Eric will be Clark, there. I, uh, so me, I won't. Me and Austin Chandler and my buddy Tyson Hart are going, uh, and then Clark will be there. All the elite guys will be there, mm. but poor Clark is going to be working the whole time. Yeah. Well, oh, <laughs> he's the master of turkey calls, so he's going to be in there uh, working the turkey calls. Over, I'm, I'm not going to let him sit there. I'll hang out with him for the majority of the time so right, we'll, right. we'll go see him we'll go oh, see yeah him. yeah it, it'll be fun man it, it always is a good time and um we'll do a podcast right after when we get back talk yeah. about what's new what's cool yep. who, who's not cool anymore that happens every year oh we're, yeah, we're yeah Morgan. Cool. <laughs> yep. no, i'm just kidding no <laughs> uh, that's that's a straight up joke i'm joking that guy is a legend always will be um we get him on the wall yeah i have a big ass poster of him right here next to me um but it's all good and fun. Like no matter what company you shoot for or what you use, that's right. It, yep. You're. I'll tell you what. We're he, the same industry, man. 
I've taken a lot of his pointers, and I'll continue to read mm-hmm. up on him yep. and listen to him. Dude, and he knows his bows. I'm like, he's 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 talented. Guy. I have a playlist full on YouTube oh, yeah. of Levi Morgan tip videos. I, I'm Levi Morgan's biggest fan. Are you? I really am. Yeah. I I love Levi Morgan. I watch his videos. I follow his stuff. I don't care what he shoots, man. The guy's a legend. Like shooter. Archer of the year for the past ten years or something yeah. crazy. It don't matter what he shoots. That guy can shoot any bow he wants, and yep. he just—he's good, man. He's some people are gifted with talent, but that guy puts in work. You he know? does. Oh yeah. And I love his tips, man. You sit there, you sit there, and and he says he practices at long distance all the time. Right, right. Well, and he gives educated. It, it works if you go out there. Like I've, I've sat there and shot a hundred yards, ninety yards, eighty yards. Work your way in. 50 is easy at that. So, so when you shoot at a deer at 50 or 47 or 6 right. or whatever mm-hmm. it is, it's, it's really like not that bad because you – Right. And you practice nonstop, it's almost instinct because in the moment, I think a lot of guys can can uh, uh, agree with this, that yeah. when you're at full draw, you almost blur everything out. You don't remember pulling your release. You know, you're focused on that deer. Yeah. And that's it. Absolutely. And you're hoping that arrow – you watch that arrow go right behind the shoulder. Well – when you get in that moment if you haven't been practicing maybe you know. thing, maybe things yeah. fall apart for you and you miss and you don't know why and you know well, if the you thing, yeah, go back right. there and yep. you go through the motions it's almost instinct you go to full draw on a deer running through well it's time. that it's instinct it's muscle memory it's just one of those things like you shoot like man i even looked through my people yeah well, of course i did i practiced you right. know i just i did it every You're day comfortable and shoot your bow yeah. go shoot go your bow yeah. <laughs> yeah. but that's the thing man i when I say I'm one of the biggest Levi Morgan fans, I'd say I am without being like weird, you know, maybe I am weird. I don't know. But like, I don't, I, I follow tournament archery. Like, yeah, I dabble with it. Like Bo junkies doing some cool stuff where they cover that. And you know, they just did the podcast with Levi and Samantha about them switching. I don't care what they shoot, man. That's what, and I think it was cool. Like I watched the videos, like, you know, this isn't a money thing. Like he was up on Matthews and he went back and yep. it's kind of a relevant he started topic. on Matthews. Right. Yeah. yeah it was whatever, but, yeah, man, like Jesse Broadwater went from Hoyt to Matthews. Yeah. Or, you know, there's there's guys moving to elite. And That's what going buddy, from Marty to, Mills, he said that because uh, he's he's a big Matthews shooter, and he said now that they got Levi back and Jesse Broadwater, he's like, every other bow company is going to shut down. That's what he thinks. No, it doesn't, it doesn't work <laughs> no, that way, man. It, no, it doesn't and work we don't way. want any of them to shut down. We just no, we yeah, want, he, uh, well, we, It doesn't work that way, you know. It's You know, it's fun. Everybody's – there's no – really, you shouldn't have – I don't know. For me, I just don't. I don't care if if somebody's selling the most bows or something. You know what? Right, right. Go ahead. Let's take your numbers. Let's add it to this company and that company and that company, and let's be thankful that mm-hmm. we've got that many people buying bows and shooting them. Yeah, yep. Right. I mean, that's Absolutely. that's fun. I think, yeah. man, more people need to back up like the bow industry. When I the compound bow, the recurve bow industry, and not that I'm a hater against uh, like uh, crossbows. But I would like to see less crossbows and more compound and recurves, honestly. Like, it kind of makes me You crazy. can come to 164 Outdoors and buy a Camex crossbow anytime. <laughs> I was like, okay, you good. Can. You can. But you know what I'm saying, though? Like, you get what I mean? Yep. Like, I'm not against the crossbow industry. Right. But I would much rather see compounds and recurves take way. Absolutely. And, I agree. You know, you know? Well, yeah. But, but I, mean, you gotta look I at will it. say that I would more see – I would rather see a – crossbow than an air bow or whatever that, that that's a fact that's <laughs> steve, a fact steve looked at me when ross said oh, air yeah. bow. i kind of i didn't freak out okay 
Keep telling we, yourself that. We had a, a guy. Uh, we had state, state Senator I don't think Neil it's even. I don't think there's even a topic. You just stop talking. Okay, like, so oh, we're it's done. There's no error, bows. We just yeah. That's we, just, we had a Neil Anderson. He's uh-huh. a state senator. Great dude. He's, we have him scheduled for another podcast. He brought up the error, bows. He just asked our opinions, and I kind of I didn't freak out. Maybe I did. <laughs> Can't yeah. believe he talked to a senator like that. I, Good lord, you got, did. Did you listen to that podcast? Yeah, I did. <laughs> you did? I mean, you didn't get out of line, but you definitely set your... <laughs> I made my opinion straight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that and bad? I mean, I feel like it was... A, you should do that, Don't right? feel bad. No. Because, you know... Nothing you against Neil. Things. He didn't mean anything by it. He was like, oh, dude, I was just... No, he was like, oh, dude, chill out, man. He was about to... He, he, he told me he's about to come over across out. the table and knock you out. He's like, <laughs> he's oh, like, he's fine. Sit back down. I bet somebody's talked to him worse than that. So oh, yeah, for oh, sure. Well, if you were at Archery Trade Show last year when the Airbow made its uh, mm, debut, debut right next to the Elite booth, it was a little annoying trying to talk to Darren Christianberry when you got... Well, when we oh. first heard it, we th- we kept thinking that a bow was exploding, just annihilating midair. And we're like, what in the hell is well, that? Scott Clark made a good point. Gets more hunters in the woods, though. No, we don't want that at all. No, either. no, no. <laughs> but for crossbows, yeah. I think he's talking crossbows. He's talking crossbows. You know what? Probably. Yeah, but I can see. I can see the yays and the nays. Right, right, right. You know what? Yeah. If you're if you're uh, grandpa. Has showed you, shown you, right. or showed your dad who showed you how to hunt, and he has a chance to go out there. He used to be an old bow hunter. He can't pull a bow anymore. Go out there and join in on the fun mm-hmm. right, to go right. sit in a ladder stand crossbow and shoot a deer, a crossbow, yes. and yes. he gets to be part of the fun. Yep. You, you know what? You could completely draw up, agree, man. You completely can draw agree. up a hundred different scenarios and or scenarios if you're an asshole, but <laughs> you know what I mean. If you sit there and say. Uh, let's do this uh, this way. Uh, then there's a whole bunch of gray area all the way around it. Right. But if, if I, I think That's that true. crossbows are okay. And look at Matt Cummings. He shot almost a 200-inch deer with a crossbow. I'm not anti-crossbow, though. I don't want that point arm. to come across. Like, I'm not anti-crossbow. No, no, no. Crossbow. You're good. I, I know that. I'm just... Right. But I don't know whether I'm convincing myself that I agree with this topic or not. I don't, I don't well, know. Well, the thing... I do agree with you. Like, elderly, for sure. Keep them in the sport, man. Hunters, dollars. They got to get after... They, they still have that mm-hmm. passion, that drive. And, and that's the only way you can do it. You can. You know, if you got a broken arm or a busted yep. shoulder, do what you got to do, man. You know, yep. like Matt... He's scheduled for a podcast. Also, we're, we're, we got him hustled out. We're gonna, we got some podcasts going. Good, you know. That's good I mean, for him, man. Not gonna quit hunting. Yeah, you, you can't do it. Do what you gotta do. Can't do Absolutely. it. And then you know, if you're disabled, by all means, you got to do what you got to do, man. Get the only, outdoors. The, the only way that I put my foot down is an air rifle. I'm sorry, but no, it just it's, it can't happen. Air rifle, air bow. I meant I meant air bow. I'm sorry. Right. That's what I meant. Oh, I thought you were gonna say air bud. Next. Air rifle. I no. No, it's a <laughs> go shoot a deer with an air bow. Scott <laughs> was cross about crossbows. Scott was talking about crossbows. Did I say Scott was crossing about crossbows? Yeah, yes, yeah. That's, what, that's what you said. He was talking about crossbows. Yeah, pretty yes. dope. Yes. Right? I said that. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, so It's an interesting topic. Do you think that is. the air bows will be back this ATA? Let's hope not. I hope. I, I, We're I, talking I, air bows, not air rifles, like I said. Air yeah. bows. Um, We're going to find out here in about couple days it'll be fun if there's yeah, um yeah. tuesday right tuesday. Next tuesday. tuesday we're gonna try and take a lot of pictures and and post them and we'll talk about it all and we'll give our take on it and we'll be completely honest i think steve's phone's doing something weird again i think it's about time to wrap it up here yeah um 124 in 25 hey we should go uh 164 huh 
Uh-huh. <laughs> we can do that. 64. Um, Joel Hammer. Hey, guys, definitely keep me from being bored at work. Well, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, get um, back to work. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, this is working glass <laughs> bow hunter, man. Um, but, yeah, I mean, thanks for coming on the podcast again. This is your fourth time? I think so. Man, fourth, Pete. I can't believe it. Why do you keep coming back, man? Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it was I don't too. Know. It, I don't know. I maybe just, maybe these I'm, guys I'm are gonna, drawn in. Maybe these guys are going to change. He's on the phone with Clark. Yeah, man. Maybe this is going to be the best. Uh, nope. Steve's puking in the yard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking one of these times I'm going to catch Steven on a quiet day and I'll actually get to talk over him. It kind of hey, happened. It did. It did. <laughs> it we covered a lot of ground here today, Ross. We did. We did. I think Eric's so. always quiet as normal. I don't yep. know if it's because I cut Eric off all the time, or if no, no, guy, no. He guy, just you, sits there. No, you, you guys do. all do. It's okay. <laughs> I'm used to it. You're a man of few words, but wise input. You know. Well, I know. It. Yeah. Shut up, Eric. When he we does, can't talk, say anything about the prototype, but it's on. Yeah, we have some prototype working class bow hunter hats on right now. Um, in the I don't. No. Well, you don't have one. You're not cool enough. You got the Lindsay way on, though. I do. Big shout out to the Lindsay yeah. way. Do you know the, those guys at all? Do I know them? No. Yeah, but I the... follow them and... <laughs> oh, yeah. Monsters. Ross, I'm Man, not going to try and put you on blast I, I mean, I, uh, you don't have to blast me. I could I could literally sit here and talk for another 20 minutes. Ooh, we got a little... You almost yanked our whole our whole equipment off Thanks. here, Ross. You're okay. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, when is your show aired? Uh, That's me putting you on blast. Can't tell you. For sure. <laughs> he doesn't even know. I think it's going to be mid-February. It'll be like oh, episode six or What seven. about just in general, though, when the... when the Yeah, respect the, the game? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they started airing the 26th already. So okay. they've already aired episode two last Look night. Look closer to the mic. You're good. They've aired episode, <laughs> they've aired oh, episode two last night. So okay. um, it was an antelope hunt. And I don't know what episode three has a hold, but... Uh, the the faster that these episodes start going through, uh, the more pressure it puts on me. I got to get a hard drive sent to Paul Biggs, mm. the editor, Ooh. because I'm supposed to be six or seven, and that's coming up quick. So yeah. I, gotta, <laughs> I'm, I can't wait to watch the whole. Hunt. It's cool to watch people I know on the show. Yep, it's oh, cool. Absolutely. Someone that we can have in studio that is willing to talk to us for whatever reason and do this podcast. <laughs> you know, we, we are thankful yeah. for you more than you probably know. And okay. this is me being sincere, you know, I'm I, all joking aside, we really do appreciate you coming in yeah. and doing the podcast and taking the time out of your day and telling your wife, I got to go talk to these idiots. And <laughs> yeah. uh, we do appreciate that. And people like hearing you, man. They really do. We get a okay. lot of good input every time you do an episode. Really good. Well, so, I hope I didn't ramble too much today. So. No, it's always funny. Every time you do an episode, too, like we'll see like the new likes and it's just like a random bigger Whoever like so like your family <laughs> will like start filtering in and it's like I wonder if they're related to Ross. Well, so something else we might as well cover before we before we sign off here is we are doing a something fun for us to interact with listeners and guests that we've had on. We're doing a working class bow hunter awards and this is kind of just a fun little thing we thought up to basically make a voting poll for different categories. I think we have best guest hunting show best um company personality best yeah best company guest uh episode we we made a category category called local legends and that is people from our local area that we look up to that are considered to know their shit yeah and, and we've had on the show yep I mean. and their episodes are listed yeah we've had on the show and they can you can go and find their episodes ross is in the local legends category so was clark um and voting is going to end at the end of january 
and we're getting some awards made up. It's actually there's going to be some legit awards made, mm-hmm. like homemade awards, something that you can put somewhere on the badass. desk. So go to workingclassbowhunter.com. Yeah. You can see the awards thing. Go on there and you can vote. And this is just a fun way to kind of talk to our fans and see guests like. and whoever yeah. else. Not that we have fans, but um, <laughs> this is something fun to do. You know, right? Um, right. The store is being created right now. That's coming soon. Um, there's a lot in the work. So much that I really can't even think clearly about it. Should we give um, him a close-up of the hat? You can do that, yeah. I'll can give you, you it. Yeah. Do it, Eric. There you go. Show it off. That hat looks well, good. They're, they're premium. They're nice. i seen this on Snapchat up close, but I don't think Facebook has seen it up close. Oh, Look yeah. at it. Oh, yeah. That's a nice hat. Look nice at that. Nice hat. Um, that, uh, it's not a nice hairline, but good for you for putting the hat back on. <laughs> oh, man. Way to put him on. Hey, yeah, I haven't seen that in the video, so no oh, one yeah. cares. No, no. Reach over and punch him live on Facebook. Oh, now I'm sick. You can't hurt punch me. Punch him till he pukes, man. Oh, okay. Man. Well, I think that that's going to do it. You guys got anything to add? Thank you, Ross, for coming on. Check out 164 Outdoors. Are you on Instagram with that yet, or just check you out on? Yeah, just my personal. Okay. You know, I'd, not nothing too crazy yet. Yeah. Yet. Eric? You never yet. know. That's a high five from <laughs> That's how that is. Eric to Ross. Okay. Um, and then we have, we'll sign off with this, Scott Clark. Eric, good luck the rest of the season. Get out there and drop an Iowa monster. I know. I need to get on it. So I think that is going to do it. Steve, I think you can shut down the old Facebook Live there. And, guys, thanks for tuning in. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. Thanks. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.